Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. I'm going to be a while. Okay. Hello and welcome. This is Denise Michaels, and I am here with Jim Stavis and Brianna Doby. And today is Friday, December 16th, 2016. It's almost Christmas. How about that? Anyway, uh, almost Christmas and almost Hanukkah. So um, anyway, show. glad to have both of you here. And Brianna, I'm glad to hear that you're uh, you're feeling better. Thank you. On the mend. So anyway. So um, Jim was just mentioning before I turned the recording on that he received the email I sent him um, with four chapters and a new version of the outline, but I only sent it like 35, 40 minutes ago, so he hasn't had a chance to go through it yet. So um, anyway, there we go. So I'm I'm open, Jim. Go for it. Um, well, I'm obviously very anxious to read I understand the problem. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, so I know. So Believe I'll, me, my fingers are crossed. <laughs> so. Yeah, and then I see that you're saying, um, so you you're still want to have it standing on its own with rather than the three types of questions, right? Yeah, I think the three types of questions, it, it's like it's moving on to a different topic. And right. that chapter also includes the story of your daughter, Jessica, skiing down the mountain. Right, right. Which I think is a nice, happy, hopeful thing. And I right. think it deserves its own chapter rather than buried in with the problem. You know? Right. That's, and, that's and I'm, why I'm And, and I'm, I'm also fine with changing Marooned and Madison to hope, hopeful, not hopeless. Uh, that's fine. That's that's the message that we're giving rather than the um, the Marooned in Madison was kind of a working title for me, but right. Uh, well, we well we you know we I've been going through the process of splitting these chapters that are ten, eleven, twelve pages into two, and right. so at any rate, we had changed it to hopeful rather than hopeless. But when I split it in two, the second half of it was all about how you were trying to get out of Madison and get home. You know, that right. was like, that was like the biggest part. So I thought it made sense to bring back that as a chapter heading marooned in Madison, you know, to kind of right. bring it back when, when I split. But, but when you, but when you, um, when you make these chapters, like let's say you go from one to two, do you change the title of the second chapter so it's not just like Bruin Woods oh, yeah. 2? Okay. Yeah. Once, once I go through and edit it all, then I change the second half of it that's now a new chapter. Okay. You know, because, I mean, yeah. at first when you just said we were going to split it into two, I called it like hopeful rather than hopeless version A and hopeful rather than hopeless yeah. version B. Something like okay. that. Just as kind of a placeholder. You know, Got but it. now Got that it. I've split them up, it's like, okay, it has to have a different name. We can't call it the same right. thing, you know, so anyway. So, and, so Brianna, um, since you and I haven't spoken this week, we've done a little bit of texting. Um, yeah. Tell me what, if anything, that you've done um, this week, because I know that I've I've sent you a couple more things. Yes. Which you have no yes, idea probably did. what I'm sending you. <laughs> no, I'm good. So I was calling them. I apologize. I think I sent you guys something that said these were chapters 15 and 16. I apologize, Denise. I got that wrong again. They are actually 16 and 17. Um, oh, I, never, what, I, never saw, I, ne- I never saw those. I was looking all week for something from you. Can you resend it to me when after we finish today? Yeah. yeah so I actually sent it. it she, she, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. 
Um, I actually sent that um, the day of our last meeting, Denise. Right. It was the oh, raw. Oh, okay. Um, okay. It was all the raw writing. And then Jim um, wrote yeah, some more. Yeah. And then Jim wrote some more, which is great. Um, because what I am doing is trying to polish basically the two parts of the transplant story right now. Um, right. And so, Jim, what I worked on is the email that you sent me um, trying to fit in those much more vulnerable and emotional moments yeah. to the grand event. Um, and gambling on a pancreas is easier for me, and I'm almost done with that one. That's the second part of the transplant story, Denise. Um, yeah, the harder one. Right the harder one for me is the grand event, Jim. So my, I've been writing this morning. Um, I think I can get this done today because I'm in a good groove. I think I've, it can be both dark, but it also has to be uplifting, right? So yes. it's been, it's been a little challenging for me on that chapter, but the pancreas chapter, um, I will probably be done with that in just a couple of minutes, actually. So I have, that's 17 oh, yeah, ready for you guys. Yes. Is it possible, instead of thinking of it as dark but uplifting, to think of it as serious but uplifting? Ooh, I like that. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. In in my mind, it's dark, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me see the love here, Jim. I reread... when uh, Brianna had sent me the uh, grand event chapter, which I had written a while ago, I reread it and realized that I really didn't do a good job of kind of exploring um, the emotions that I was feeling as I was going through it. I kind of wrote it a little clinically about, well, then this happened, then this happened, and then this happened. You were a reporter. You were a reporter, Jim. Yeah, you I weren't a storyteller. Exactly you were I was a reporter. Like, I was like an outside reporter telling a story rather you than... You were observing really... and chronicling your own event. Yes, so, correct. Yeah. So okay. I, re- I recognized that it was really not very much... There wasn't enough depth to it, so I, I kind of uh, went through and sent Brianna you know, some of the things that were going through my mind and how did I deal with my fear and how did I deal with my um, uh, not allowing any negativity to come into my brain during the whole thing. You know, just kind of like telling more of the the inside story of how I got my head on straight, you know, and rather than just kind of dictating a chronology of events, I was being much more... Um, emotional, which I have a tendency sometimes not to be. So, um, good for you, Jim. I want to acknowledge well, you for that. But what I what I feel bad about is that, I mean, I'm, I I was hoping that Brianna hadn't already done what you know, like worked <laughs> on it, and then I'm giving her, oh, by the way, here's some more stuff. Um, so I, mean, I probably that, I, that did yeah. happen, Jim, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I felt, I felt well and. And and then we made it. We made a conscious dis- discussion about we're not going to talk about the donor in right. that chapter. Right. And then I went off and started talking about the donor and t- telling you know. So <laughs> I realized that you know this thing that I wrote two months ago really was not quite what it needed to be. So I'm I'm anxious to see. I, and if you need more anecdotes, I'm glad to provide them because there are you know there's probably some other areas of depth. I mean, for example, what I what I realize is that and, and Brianna knows this story because I've I've told it to her before is this whole source of hope um discussion that I had while at Cedars is a very compelling story which was that I was um with the social worker and the social worker is running by um a, a battery of questions that they put you through when you're going through a transplant and I'm just kind of like rolling my eyes and just kind of answering. I'm thinking this is a big waste of time. And then, then the uh, social worker asked me, what is your source of hope? And I kind of thought, well, that's an interesting question. What is my source of hope? And so 
it kind of made me think about, you know, what what gives you the, you know, kind of the ener- the, the the not energy, but you know, the chutzpah. <laughs> yeah. What 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 drives you to yeah, you know give, give you the hope to give you the hope that you need to get through something like this? What is the source of it? And and so it made me think. And I actually use that as part of speeches when I talk because I kind of challenge the audience to, well, what is what is your source of hope? You know, it's easy to say, yeah. oh, it's my it's my family or it's you know it's my religion or faith or whatever. But what is it really? You know, and and so that's a good anecdote that I never really put in there, but I think it's I think it's appropriate, especially as we prepared for the grand event, that was a big part of it. So anyway. You know what, Jim? It's it's interesting that you say that because that, if I could maybe juxtapose the moment where you had to say your source of hope or, or talk about your source of hope and then juxtapose wheeling in, that actually might help me get away. Because right now it feels a little tough for me. Um, as a reader, when I try and take myself out of it, um, maybe maybe putting those two moments side by side in this first part, um, maybe that's maybe I should add that because I had to take well, out I, family I, I stuff. Think I, I think it's very powerful because it it really does, you know, it makes you think. Like, what what is it that drives me? What is it that gets me up every day to? you know, to, to, you know, put on my armor and go out into the world and do what we do. And, and I think that um, for everybody, it's different. You know, for some people, they might come up with an answer that I had never even thought of, you know, and for me, I, I, yes. Jim, when did that happen, that meeting with that social worker in relationship to when they wheeled you down the hall for surgery? It was, it was, um, it was more of the, the preparation for um, the transplant. So I would say it was probably at the time that I was being listed for the organs. So that would have been around June, July of 2005. And the transplants themselves, it didn't actually occur until November. So it was, you know, know, there was a lag, there was a lag in there, but that's, so are, they have to, Brianna, they are have you to, thinking of putting those a lot closer together or? Um, you know, what I'm thinking, since I know a lot more about the listing and candidacy process and not to make it too donation-y, but we could talk about, um, I think that is a beautiful way to talk about these two moments, like when you when you had to say what would get you through, and then did that thing get you through, right? Did your source of hope get you through? Right. Um, yes. And so, Denise, just so you know, that is an extraordinary thing that Jim got his transplants that quickly. Um, just mm-hmm. FYI. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, right. you know it's like so. It's a huge waiting game for people. Yes. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I. I, I a lot of people don't make it through the waiting process, you know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most 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 don't. Most people die yeah. on the waiting list, then then get the transplants. Or they don't even get listed at all, which is another huge thing. They there are so many people who go through that process that Jim did, and they never get listed. Um, right. And so Jim, if you, I know we've been through this story many many times. But if you could put in one, what is the way that you would like for that moment with the social worker to be memorialized? Like to quote yourself in that, say say what you, how we would put that in the book. Like I know that that was a discussion that you had with her and you talk about it in the documentary and you've talked about it in your speeches. But like what is the, fundamentally, what would you want your audience to know about what you said in that moment? Like Say it I, for I me, that, kind of I, a new. I, well, I mean, I yeah, I I can do that, but I also think that it's a good, it's a good moment to interact with the reader and say, well, what is your source of hope? I mean, right. to kind of challenge the reader to think uh, within their own context 
um, that question because I think that that's you know that's a a good that's a good question that I'm sure uh, Denise would probably say you know knowing the way Denise likes to talk to the reader that that would be a good you know discussion point um, yes. but I don't want you know we 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 need it to be obviously within the context of the grand event even though it was it preceded the grand event really. You know. I think it I think it could be so here's how I've already started this chapter, Jim, is you on um on the gurney, right? Um trying to describe a little bit of that first person for the dramatic moment of that. And then what I'm thinking is then you flash back it's like your thought process in the moment, it's your thought process going into that room, right? <clears throat> and then you say, you know, there was a time when I had to tell someone what would pull me through, what would get me here. And like you're, right, like like start there, go back a few months, talk about um, your source of hope, talk to the reader about their source of hope, then flash forward again and then talk about the transplant and whether that was the thing that got you through, which we all know it is. So does that make sense, Jim? Do you like yeah, that? Yeah, it does. That does. I, I think that that's a, a, an effective way. So you're saying it's almost it's almost like I'm giving you a flashback. Yep. Um, and, I think. Right. So okay. after you after you kind of paused and thought about what was your source of hope, how did you respond to that question? Um, actually, there was two things. <laughs> I, I came. <laughs> um, Brianna's laughing because she's heard this a multitude of times. Um, there was two things that I really came to, which were, um, it's almost my philosophy of life, really. It's it's fundamental to the way, to, to who I am and what I believe. Uh, one, which we've, we've covered some of this in the, the text, but it's um, that everything happens for a reason. If it was meant to if it was meant to be, it would be. I mean, it's kind of a fatalistic or, or as uh, Brianna said, deterministic view of life, you know, that it, it's kind of like if it was meant to be, it's, it's fate, right? Um, and then the other thing is this fundamental belief that I have had, which was uh, things have always worked out for me in the past. You know, I've always, I was always on the right side of, Things could go right or go wrong, and for me, they always seem to go right. And because of that, I had this fundamental belief that I was that this would go right for me again. I mean, because it had always gone right for me in the past. So that is a very optimistic view of the world. You know, it's like my, of my world that. Um, and I said that in. I think there was some other. Um, context that I've used it within the book, which was um, how twisted would it have been for me to survive, sorry, for me to survive all of these life or death moments and yet for me to die on the operating table. It just, to me, that would be so twistedly wrong. So, you know, I just, I, I had this innate belief that it was all going to work out. Right. Okay. It goes. It it it, it kind of goes back to your dirty Harry chapter. Are you feeling lucky? You know. I mean, really, it does. Are you feeling lucky? So, you know, and 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 I realize that, you know, for some people they would look at that, and go, well, you know, stuff doesn't work out for me that way. You know, so, but, you know, so it's like how how would that. Um, resonate with somebody who believes that they're not as lucky and that if, you know, it's just stuff always goes wrong. So why, you know, why would I believe that things are going to go right? That's the flip side. Right. And there's, you know, I, and I don't know, I just know what I experienced. I don't know. I can, like I can, this is not a guarantee for everybody that everybody's going to have good luck. So I don't know. It's, but I can certainly say from my perspective, that's, how it has worked. Mm-hmm. You wanna you wanna 
you know, I, I don't well, I don't know. I no, I, I just kinda wanted to know like what your response is and it and it's good when things kinda go back full circle to what you've said before, um, in a way, because that way it's like, wow, he really is like grounded in this belief that everything's gonna turn out okay. You know? Yep. Right. And that's so, and that's I mean, fundam- that's fundamentally what optimism is. Are you a half glass half full or a glass glass half empty kind of person? You know. Right. And I've always right. and I've always and I've always been half full. So. Right. When quite honestly, you would have every reason in the world to be a glass half empty person when you I know. think about it. I know. You know. Right. So does so does that so do you think that'll help you, Brianna? I do. I just sat here and started typing a little bit from the Yeah, I like it. I can see it now. So so we're gonna we're going to um eliminate the donor part of the of yep. that chapter because that yep. really is not that's not the place for it. Yep, it's already um, gone, and I put it in the raw writing document, Jim. So I kept it, but I took it out. Okay. Um, I also sent to Brianna some conversations with Michelle, but I don't know that I sent enough to um, to fill the second chapter that that um, Denise is calling. Um, Chapter 10, um, she says this may be two chapters. I don't know if um, it certainly isn't two. It's, it could be, um, or is this the chapter where we introduce Michelle? I'm not sure. No, no, we're we're introducing Michelle um, in chapter and the five. The visitor. Okay, surprise fine. Visitor. So, so, so what we what we could do um, is. Brianna, I don't know, do you want to send what I sent you, the conversations with Michelle to Denise and get her input on it? I mean, I don't know. Sorry, excuse me. Bless you. I mean, I don't know if that's, if there's enough there um, or if I need to, if you need to embellish or I need to come up with more. I don't know because I was trying to um, add a little bit of color to that relationship so that it wasn't just in chapter five. Yes. So um, Michelle. Basic, basic, yeah. Basically I was trying to demonstrate to Michelle that, you know, she's asking questions of me, like why did, you know, trying to have a better understanding of why her father, you know, what might've happened with her father and some of the, you know, um, discussions we had about that and about, um, she was a 22-year-old girl who was suffering probably her first major adversity. And then I go back and say, well, I understand because I was 17 when I kind of had to deal with mine. So I was just five years younger than you. But, um, you know, how you have to overcome it and move forward with your life. And, you know, kind of just almost life um, discussions. So, I mean, I just don't know if there's enough. That's my question. It yes. may not be enough. And, so, and, so when you say life discussions, Jim, tell me a little. You know, I mean, tell me a little bit more about that. Um, it was, it was like uh, Michelle was trying to understand um, the why of her father dying and the fact that she never had a chance to say goodbye, and and. Um, you know, of course, I'm saying, well, had he known that he was going to die, he would have made every effort to say goodbye, um, especially to the ones that he loved. And the and the lesson there is tell those that you love how you feel about them every day. I mean, don't don't wait for um, tomorrow because you never know if tomorrow will come. So you know, there was. I I, I could suggest. I could suggest another lesson for that experience as well, you know, if you like it or not, is that I find why is the weakest question. It doesn't have yeah, much. I said, you know? I said, I said, I said, all I could talk about is, uh, 
is the how and the what, but not the why. There's no right. answer to the why. Right. So that was part. That's part of that chapter. I mean, what? I mean, Brianna, you haven't done anything with that, right? I'm assuming. Uh, no, it's just it's 766 words, Jim. I have it in a in a separate word document. Um, I haven't read. And how it, many? Uh, how many words? What is what is a chapter normally? Um, so that's like two pages, um, double spaced. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're, but it depends on, um, where, where Denise went with this last group of chapters too, with how much, um, I don't know if there's some other stuff that you've written before on Michelle that are the other chapters that had Michelle, if we have more writing that can go into it too, that you've already done. But I think we would need more. Um, I'm I'm looking at like chapter 12, Marooned in Madison, which is like the second half of Marooned in Madison, and it's 1,686 words. So I'm finding somewhere between 1,400 to 1,800 is getting us to about five or six pages, you know, which is short, which I I think is smart. So, Brianna... Either you or I could send what I did to um, to Denise, and maybe I need to kind of. I mean, Denise, you might have some additional input um, about um, some other topics that I might have discussed with Michelle. I, mean, I was just was a little bit of a surge of consciousness, and I and I um, just kind of wrote it down and sent it to Brianna. Um, just I just sent of, it to both of us, Jim, in a Word document, all of us, all okay. three of us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's great. So I, I think there's more work that needs to be done on that chapter is the, is the upshot of it all. Or, and, and hopefully you're going to find value in some of the wisdom that I was imparting to her because I think that that's – sorry. Um, I think that that's important. Okay. It hasn't come through yet, but sometimes – I don't know. I think it's a Windows 10 thing. You know, it takes a few extra minutes for things to come through. So I'm sure it's here. If it's not, I will um, send you an email. So. so, so Brianna, I have another one for you that I was um, that would help you on the heart um, chapter, okay. uh, the grand event chapter, because m- one of my employees today was asking me. Um, about um, some of the conversations I had with the cardiologist before I went down the transplant path, and I was explaining to him um, what some of those conversations were. In fact, um, that that's the guy, Mason Weiss, that was in our documentary. He said to me that about half the time, people that I'd say you need a transplant, half the time they won't go through with it for fear or for one reason or another, and he says, unfortunately, of those half, they'll all die. They just don't know when. And so um, that, to me, was a pretty dramatic statement that he made. Mm-hmm. And, then he, and then he talked about why, you know, in my case, why I, I was receptive to it because I understood that if I didn't have it, I too would die. And so I was receptive and willing to... Um, take whatever steps were needed to, you know, continue my life, whereas some other people, they just, they can't find the way, they can't find the path. So anyway, that, those discussions, I think, are really good as kind of the pre, um, you know, maybe that's going to be with the source of hope, you know, where I'm referring back to, um, referring back to that. I don't know. So, I love it, Jim. That's so useful because here's what I'm thinking too, as a part of your source of hope um, discussion that we can juxtapose now that I'll use. Um, what what it can be is, you know, some of you might think that it's a certain kind of like like I just lived in denial. You know, of course it could turn out badly, but but to me there's this other far more kind of nefarious or insidious kind of denial. So I was maybe in a little bit of denial, or at least I was focusing on the possible, the the potential good outcome. The thing that I did not deny would be the inevitable bad outcome if I didn't move forward. So um, 
I think that's a nice way to frame it that makes your source of hope stronger, right? Right. Yep. Okay. So anyway, I got I it. I took some notes. So, good. Good. So so anyway, I think that that's a good. There's there's a lot of lessons in that as well in what the in what the cardiologist had said to me. So. <clears throat> Brianna, the um, Michelle too, and then it says yes. Jim Draft under that. That just came through. Yes, good. So okay, yeah. I'm going to label it as number ten, like chapter ten, right. um, and put today's date on it, and then that's something you want me to kind of expand upon. I, I think, I, Denise, I think you would have some good input on that chapter simply because I think that you know you you. Um, have a lot of um, questions that, that what the reader might have, and I would be curious to know if you know what what that might look like. Okay, um, it comes yeah. up as it comes up in uh, let's see here, let me just scroll down. It comes up as two full pages, just kind of slipping over onto page three with the 766 right. words. Yeah, so I so, almost need to and, double that. We need to double that. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, well, let me see what we can do with it. So, anyway, that'll be fun. Okay, well, we're making progress. I I think um, we're making really, really good progress. Yeah, well, especially the, probably the, a big part of the meat and potatoes of the story is what Brianna is working on right now, but both. Both yeah. the grand event yeah. and also the um, the pancreas one, which I'm anxious to hear about. I hope, you know, not having read the pancreas one, I hope that I was not equally as um, emotionless as I was on the grand event. I, mean, it, I think that what I do, especially during the hard chapters, you know, the ones that, I think I have a tendency to want to just gloss through them rather than really dive into it. You know, it's just because it's, it's kind of a coping. It's kind of a coping mechanism in a way. Yeah, Jim. it's a very yeah. it's a very human thing to do to just kind of right. you know brush aside the emotional part and like right. just the facts, you know, like yeah. dragnet. Correct. Right. Yeah. Well, I I certainly noticed it in the heart one. Um, I don't know if I did the same thing in the pancreas or not. Uh, no. It's it's a little more clinical, but it's also, I think part of it is a little bit more, the pancreas chapter also focuses on the fact that you, um, that it was <laughs> it has a little, the little spin with the doctor, right? In the, yes. like, right. yeah. So I, I the mean, anesthesiologist, yeah. the anesthesiologist. So um, I think that it's, um, I think it's, I Quest, think it's better, Jim. Questioning, questioning me questioning why I was doing this. That's that yes. I thought was kind of interesting. That's a weird that's a weird that that's a story that Cedar Sinai would not be very proud of. <laughs> no. And but, I actually lead with um I've come too far to turn back now is the first right. part of the chapter actually. Yeah, that's very good. I flipped, very good. I flipped like it over. Thing, huh? Yeah. I like that. I like that. Right. So I feel good about that one, Jim. Um, and I, like I said, I'm sitting here with coffee and, and writing today, and that one feels better to me. Denise, did you get a chance to read the oral history of a gift that I sent along um, last week by any chance? I, I apologize. I didn't. I had a uh, project for someone that exploded over the weekend. and oh, into no this problem. Season, so I apologize no for that. No, 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 no. I sent you several things. So it was kind of in a long list of things. The only, I think the thing I was thinking about there, and I know Jim liked it too, that was a very strong piece of writing um, that we didn't get to use for the chicken soup for the soul submission that we had hoped to. Um, But I think it gives you, um, for the upcoming family talk, it'll give you a lot of good background, just so you know, as we head into that chapter. Don't you think, Jim? Yes. I, I mean, yeah. but, but as you and I spoke, we're going to delete the the um, Doreen part of yep. that. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, we we can't use it 
I, I think it's just more kind of good context. We can't we can't use the writing, unfortunately, but we can use the. Um, I don't know. There's some moments I think we can pick up on in there that'll be good. I love when writing can be repurposed. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. <clears throat> so anyway, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to continue. Um, splitting up, let's see, I'm really, I'm, you know, I'm making good headway in terms of splitting these up. Let's see, where's the outline? Ta-da! Understand, updated book outline. Okay. So, uh, let's see. Chapter 13, just passing through the dialysis chapter. I need to split that one up. And then we're good on that. And we have the importance of Dirty Harry. And um, Brianna, you're working on the transplant um, yep. story, right? Yep. Um, yep. I have here. I have here the experience of meeting the donor's family as a chapter. Right. But we're kind of taking Doreen out of it. So I'm. Well, we're not. We're, we're not. We're just. Um, we're trying not to make the focus so much of um, Doreen and Mark, the parents, but we're trying to, you know, I, I don't want to say things that would be necessarily um, quotes from Doreen per- particularly. I, I want it to be through my perspective rather than through hers. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Good. 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 Okay. All right. Well, so, we're, we're we're really making very good progress, Jim. I hope you're happy with uh, you know what I've submitted to you. Splitting splitting those things up. Yeah, I and, think and I think it reads. I, I think it reads much. Problem. I think it reads much better. It reads much better. I'm uh, you know anxious to see what you just sent me today. Um, okay. So. Okay, and are are you available next? Friday, which is the, what is next Friday, the 23rd? 23rd, I think. Hang on here. I think so. I think so. Let me pull up my calendar here. I know we're, I know uh, we're getting close to the holidays there. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're not traveling. That decision was just made like two days ago, you know. So anyway, um, yeah, I can do it on Friday the 23rd at our regular time. 10 a.m. Pacific time. Is Brianna, I know, Brianna, you're shutting it down at some point at the end of uh, the year. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I'm good, Jim. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's honest. <laughs> I'm there. I, I like to say that I'm going to do that, and then it doesn't um, work out. But I'm, yeah, I'm good for next week, same time. That's okay. that's what happens that that's what happens to me, Brianna. I say, okay, the week between Christmas and New Year's, I'm gonna just enjoy myself and take it easy, and then it never right. happens, you know, <laughs> right? So, so I can tell I can tell you both. I I think I mentioned it in a text to Brianna. I spoke to the guy Mike Tritt. Tritt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the the 101 authors thing. I finally he and I connected this week and. He sent me his proposal, um, which I need to fully digest and then have a conversation with him. And and as irony would have it, the two locations that he said that we could meet, um, one was in Vegas and the other one was in Denver. So I thought, well, (laughs) it's funny funny that you picked those two places because I have people in both of those places. But he, uh, because he comes to those locations to do training, and so that would be, um, and then and then then he does a lot of phone work. So I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about the phone work, but um, I'm, I need to kind of evaluate, you know, whether or not it's um, the program that he's provide that he's um, telling me about is worth it or not. I I need to. I do like him. I mean, I think that he's both. Both of you mentioned that he would be a good. Um, speaking 
trainer for me, mm-hmm. which I think is true. I mean, I think that his um, his style is, is probably um, consistent with with me. But um, anyway, so I, I I owe him a callback because he sent me his program yesterday, and I need to get back to him. So, so I'll, we'll see how that goes. Yes. Um, oh, and Denise, um, is there a time, I, I asked Jim about this too, I don't know if, is it helpful to sit down and read the chapters from where, from beginning to end for what we have, yeah. um, or do you think you don't do that? It is, okay, okay. Yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, Jim is going to want to do that, but it's like I have to go through this whole thing again and proofread for little things and make sure there's not, you know, stuff where it's like, wait a minute, it said this is going to happen in Chapter 6, and that's now right. Chapter 8 or something, right. you know. Right. So, yeah, yeah. And a lot of times the, the, a good way to do for me to do that is by p- literally printing out the whole thing because somehow it always looks different in print than it mm-hmm. does you know, on the page. On the page is like about 90% of it, but on my laptop screen. But, uh, you know, that that last step through, printing it out is is good. Some people think that's a waste of paper, but it's not. So, Well, anyway. the kids can use it to color here, so it's fine. They use that stuff. For, it gets used again and then recycled, so I think it's... Right. I think that would be helpful right now because I told Jim, um, too, that, like, keeping the thread here at the end to make sure like that you see the whole picture of it. That's one of the things I was thinking about here as we're working on the last few chapters. Oh, because we've had like a shotgun approach to writing chapters, I, I, I'm always concerned whether or not one chapter flows into the next, whereas um, I'm assuming that that's part of that process when you're... Oh, yeah. Editing. Yeah, and and then the other thing is, is Jim in in that process of creating that flow, it's like creating little segues, you know, like at the right. very end of a chapter, you know, right. kind of a little teaser to say in the next chapter we're going to be discussing or explaining or whatever. And then there's other times where it's kind of cool to just let it like like a mic drop almost, you know, just I kind see. of let it hang with a pregnant pause, and then they go on to the next one, you know. So, Got it. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Absolutely. All right. Well, it seems like everybody knows what they're doing. And, uh, Jim, I really want to acknowledge you for sort of noticing, like, gee, I, I kind of went through the motions and wasn't very emotional. And, you know, you're kind of like seeing that now, you know, and, and yeah. that's, that's like really learning, you know. Well, I I think I've learned that um, vulnerability is not something that I'm very comfortable with, and so I really do have to make an effort to almost force myself to be able to communicate that vulnerability. And yet, it's very powerful. I mean, it's really a it's a great way of connecting with your audience. And so that's, you can that's see, probably the big the big lesson there for me. Yeah, you can see that power in it, I'm sure, when you give talks and as you're reading, as these chapters are coming together. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I real and so I realized on the transplant, what a weak job I did in in what in my first run. It was not not very in depth. I mean, it was just it was I was just chronicling. I wasn't. I wasn't feeling what I was writing, so. Right, right, right. Well, you're there now, so, okay. Well, all righty. So, um, does everyone feel like they they have what they need between now and next week? Yeah, yeah, and I probably need to start getting ahead of you guys because I think the only thing I've written to this point is through the pancreas, transplant and then um um so i need to start with the both the donor story and then start like with the rest of the outline so 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. And I, I'm just going to focus on making, I'll get gambling on a pancreas done first because that one's the closest. And then I'll, I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you something on the two things that we discussed, both source of hope and also the, the uh, cardiologist um, discussion, which I think is powerful. Good. Thank you, Jim. That would be so wonderful. I think that'll really help it. It, it doesn't feel right to me yet. So I think that will okay. that those are the missing pieces. Well, especially especially when we take the donor part out, yeah. um, then there's you know we need something to kind of fill in from that as well. So yeah, that took out four full pages, so um, it'll be good, and not just for word count, but also for getting to the meat of it. I think will be really nice. Okay. Good. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jim. Thanks, Brianna. Thanks, Denise. Okay. Have a good week. Yeah, I will. You, you have a, so we'll talk next week. Sounds okay. Good. All right. Okay. Great. Thank you. Take care. Thanks. Be happy. All right. Bye.
with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.